0: Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good because he is always faithful and always good. Well, welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to a returning author, Marta Greenman, and her newest book with Redemption Press, Fearless. God is calling you to be fearless and to fear less. This new title was written by Marta Greenman and Maureen Maldonado. Fear Less is a 30-day devotional focusing on God's remedy for fear, the reverential fear of the Lord. Uses scriptural examples and in-depth Hebrew and Greek word meanings. Written by veteran expository Bible teachers, the book is enhanced by personal stories and everyday examples, and it features thoughtful reflections for personal or group study. And can I just say, it is a beautiful full-color book that just draws you in to worship and to study of the Word. Before we go to this conversation, let me give you a proper introduction of Marta and her co-author. Marta Greenman is a global missionary Bible teacher, speaker, and expositor of God's Word, who left the corporate world to become part of a church planting team. The founder of Words of Grace and Truth, she's the author of four Redemption Press books and is co-host with Maureen Maldonado of Under God on Grace and Truth Radio. She lives in the Dallas Fort Worth area with her husband of almost 30 years. All right, so let's get this conversation rolling. Well, I am just so excited to have both of you ladies on the all things podcast today. Welcome to both of you. Thank you, Athena,
1: for having us. It's a joy to be with you
0: today. Yes, we're happy to be here. You bet. Well, I always love to start before we just jump in to your message from your new book, which is super exciting and I can't wait to get to those questions. Um, I would just love to hear from each of you, uh, just your favorite Romans eight twenty eight story where you couldn't see how he could possibly bring something good out of the situation, but he did. And that's just going to give our listeners a kind of a sneak peek into how he works in each of your lives. So Marta, why don't we go ahead and start with you?
1: in 2009 my husband and i are living in romania and i thought honestly that i would die in romania and they would bury me in romania i love the work i love the people i love what we were doing and i i had a sh- shoulder injury and had to come back to the states for physical therapy and when i came back that was when god started moving transition us transitioning us back to the united states and i have to tell you i was not a happy girl (laughs) i i was honestly angry at god Mm. and he was telling me to step away from that ministry and to to let marshall you know finish it out there and I was mad. I was thinking, you know, why? Because I'm the girl and he's the guy. He gets to continue to do the ministry. And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And <laughs> and, <laughs> I knew I had, if you look at some of my journals, you can go all the way back to like 97 or 98 and see that I knew at that time that I was supposed to write. Mm-hmm. And I would write little things here and there. But I finally, I I had what I think people call the dark night of the soul. I was home by myself for like two weeks. I didn't leave the house. I cried. I was angry. And God kept telling me, I've got this. It's under control. Just trust me. And here we are. What now? 13, 14 years later. How many ever years later? And I can see that God had something so much greater than I could ever imagine in my heart and in my life. And one of the things that I was really stressed out about was because I I love God's people around the world. And I've always felt like, oh, there's enough churches, there's enough material, there's enough of everything in the United States. The The problem in the United States is people just don't acquire it. But around the world, especially in the third world countries that I was used to working in, there wasn't material and there weren't people to teach them. And so I thought that um, that was my assignment. And I still believe that is my assignment. And of course, Athena, you know that Fearless is the third book that I've published through redemption and they have been translated into various languages. And I get to go around the world and teach and train people how to teach the Bible and equip them to go back to the churches. And I would have never, ever dreamed that. And it's all about trusting God and trusting that he is going to work out all things together for good for those who like Him. Yeah. Even when we're mad
0: at him for the way he's doing it.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, even yes. when we don't like it, you're right. Yes. Oh, I <laughs> well, love mine, that. Mine, mine is a story about moving also. I am a California girl. That's how I, how I claim to be. And um, in 2006, my husband was transferred to Arizona, which made me then quit my career. I was an educator. I was a principal in an elementary school. Left my... Um, left my profession and moved to Arizona with him and wondered what I was supposed to do with myself because I was not used to just being home and um, really wondering what, what, what is your plan for me, God? And during that time met a couple of people who brought me to their Bible study, which then expanded my, my knowledge of the Bible. It was a great group. Um, One of them, then introduced me to a program called Just Moved, which is a Bible-based program for women who have moved. That's a little plug for my friend, Susan Miller. Um, (laughs) Taught those classes in Arizona to people who were moving. And then as the Lord would have it, get you settled in Arizona, you're happy with your life, your friends, your home, and it's time to move again to Texas for my husband's work. Wasn't thrilled about moving again, but all right, God, you've got a plan. I'll trust you. And I I was going to teach these classes again um, in Texas for my husband's company. And one of the places where I wanted to teach a class was at a church called Prestonwood Church in um, Frisco, or is it Plano. Plano? Plano. And it's a huge, big church. And they wouldn't let me just teach classes in their church unless there was someone from their ministry there as an observer, which I totally understood. I wouldn't let a stranger come in either. And so I had to have somebody like babysitting me in my classes to make sure I was doing the right thing. And, um, the person that, that they assigned to me was Marta Greenman. And so (laughs) (laughs) I love that this move to tech to first to Arizona and then to Texas, um, just followed God's plan all the way. And, now I don't have enough time to get everything done that I want to do just for fun because God's got plans for me. So Marta and I quickly became grew a, a, a quick respect for each other and became quick friends. And it's just been going ever since. And, and I feel a huge part of this ministry and honored to be here. So this book is just a, a, a little birth out of that part of our relationship, too. Yes. So. Oh, wow. And
0: who knew? I mean, so did you have thoughts about writing or anything like that? Or it was just a new thing that God did out of
2: your relationship? It was just a new thing out of what God did with our relationship. I knew he had something for me to do, but I Mm -hmm. had no idea what. And he's really taken care of me all my life. Where As long as I don't start really pushing back, he leads me into the next thing. And it's always Mm -hmm. been good. Well, Athena, I've been trying to
1: write fearless for at least 10 years
2: i originally wow.
1: yes i originally wanted it to be a 365 day journal and so i kept trying to get all these people involved on it because i did not want to write 365 entries and right. i would get people to say yes and then they would never send me any devotionals mm-hmm. and that went on for years and then finally when Maureen and I started the radio program and then I suggested writing the devotional, <laughs> I don't I don't think she just, I don't know if she really wanted to, but I think she felt like she didn't have she couldn't say no to me because that's I don't think
2: God was letting her say no. <laughs> well, <laughs> when you first asked me to be a co-host on the radio show, what was my answer? No. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's no. I'm not doing that and you said to me, well just pray about it. Ah and, yes. And so I did and I was having a conversation with God and I said you don't this is how I I, I said it because this, I knew what I wanted to hear, right? I said you don't want me to do this radio show do you? <laughs> you <laughs> like you can, thought you set him up, right? Uh-huh. It I thought work. Uh, and and it wasn't audible. I'm not going to say that, but I clearly heard the word yes. And then I kept re rewording it and questioning it and it never changed. So, and then honestly, when I started writing fearless, my portion of it, I was very sick with COVID. Like when the first really bad COVID came out and I was kind of locked quarantine in a room in my house and the fever would break and I would start writing and then I, you know, it would come and go, but that's how it really got started. Cause wow. I don't like to sit still very long. So God, God sat me down.
1: Well, and wow. I would,
2: Maureen send me,
1: sends me her devotionals and she is so much, I want to say she, I mean, she has a devotional and God just gives it to her. I painstakingly have to go through every single word of every Bible study I've written, every every single thing I do. It is like pulling
0: teeth, but I know that it's my assignment. Yep. Yep. I love that, how he just will take these uncomfortable situations in our life, like your moves, Maureen, and uh, you coming off the mission field, Marta, and just just pours his glory out to use you and you're able to use those experiences to touch others. And I just love the way he does that because yeah. he sure <laughs> knows better than we do. And <laughs> ooh, what a guest. So, okay. I am going to um, just start with some questions about this beautiful devotional. And it is beautiful. Um, So we all know that all fear isn't bad because it keeps us out of dangerous situations. So when you say we should be fearless, what do you mean? Of course, there
1: is like if, if there is a rattlesnake in front of you, you need, you know, God has given us a natural fear to stay away from it right? For most people anyway, Mm -hmm. unless you're the crocodile hunter. Um, (laughs) And those are some fears that we need to take heed to. And then of course, there is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, And that is a reverence and an awe of the Lord. But when fear encompasses us, or when we have a fear of man, Mm -hmm. and not a fear of God, then that's what God wants us to overcome. He, He is calling us to be fearless in a day that everything that is surrounding us in this world is trying to engulf us in fear. Right. We cannot allow fear to stop us. And I, I don't want to get into a controversial subject, but uh, um, I'm, I'm just going to say we need more of the church instead of less of the church. And oh, yeah. and that's all I'll say on that subject. But um,
2: that wasn't controversial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the thing is that people are watching us. Yes. They Unbelievers are going, well, let's see how they're going to handle this covid thing or this you know politics or the mm-hmm. war or all, all these things and if we have an opportunity to show that we are not filled with fear no yes that speaks volumes absolutely okay so i noticed as i went through the devotional that you use a lot of hebrew and mm-hmm. greek to just kind of dig in to where you know what the real meaning is of the word in different situations. So, t- just tell us a little bit how that enriches the devotional and and just brings more depth.
2: I'm going to look at this one for the word yare, okay, and that's a good example of the word fear. Um, and but in it, it talks to you that that the God fearer, the person who fears the Lord, will will implement their fear in practical righteousness or piety. Okay. So Mm. they're going, they're going to, they're God's going to lead them down a certain path and they're going to have happiness. They're going to have goodness from God. God is going to provide for their needs. He's going to give them protection and overshadowing mercy, which is what we all need every day. And he's going to, fulfill our desires that he's promised us. So that kind of just all is it described in the different honestly mostly in Psalms but also in the description of the word yare. Right. Well, and that is the reverence or fear.
1: The word yare is oh, yes. the he, the Hebrew word for fear and right. it has five different meanings and the one that Maureen was talking about was the reverence or awe of God. You also have just the fear that we were talking about like like the snake or you have a intellectual anticipation of fear which is um, I know some people that who are scared to get on airplanes and when you (laughs) begin to talk to them they begin to become fearful just thinking about it. So it's not an actual reality it's something that they have have i don't want to say created in their mind because when they get on a plane they're actually fearful but they're not on the plane they're just they're just thinking about being on the plane or right. some people who have issues of of going outside their home you know, those, that type of fear. And then there's the, the fear that Maureen was talking about, which is the reverence or awe of God. And then there's worship, worshiping the Lord. And then the final one is righteous behavior. Mm. And I consider, you know, you look at the, um, the old Testament, the prophets or Moses or, or some of those and look at some of of their behavior. I always think of Noah and mm-hmm. um, in, in his act of faith, he had never seen rain before and he was called to build this big boat. People thought he was crazy and him actually, you know, building the boat was his, a, a religious behavior is religious
0: worship of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what's so cool is that word that has all those different meanings, it's the reverence and awe of God that compels us to act, to to do that. Like, don't just read the word, do it. And I love that, that that's all kind of, all those different perspectives of the word fear and how they kind of, it's interesting how they kind of go together.
1: Yes. Well, and I found talking to a, a lot of people up front is they don't actually realize that when they think of fear, they think of a fear of a snake or whatever. They don't Mm -hmm. think of a fear of man and they don't think of fear in the Lord or they don't understand what it means to fear the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I hope that this will bring out a lot and people will have a greater understanding of what that is.
0: I love that. So I would love to have either both of you or whoever wants to answer this, share an incident where you chose faith over fear in your own life. Actually, I'd like you each to answer that.
2: (laughs) Faith over fear. I think that I'll tell you about the time that that my son-in-law passed away. It was um, in 2015, and I got a call at midnight from my daughter, um, that her husband had had a heart attack and had died at home. They revived him and got him to the hospital. Now, they were living in California. I was living, I was in Texas with my husband. We um, got on the first plane we could the next morning. But I, I'm just full of, of course, you can imagine just angst and horror and sadness and shock and and prayer. Just praying nonstop and I we were driving to the airport and the sun was coming up and it was one of the most beautiful sunrises that I've ever seen mm. and I it was spectacular and I'll never forget it you know it was one of those looking out the car window looking toward the back um, and I said out loud to my husband I said, if God can give us that this morning, he can do anything." So I instantly felt peaceful, instantly felt assured that no matter what was going to happen, I wasn't afraid. My son-in-law did consequently pass away, and the next months were were full of a lot of different things, but I never lost that trust or that peace that God was in control, that he had it. So I I definitely chose faith in him in Mm. that moment. I love that. And anytime I say it, it brings me to tears because I was is... going to say, I don't know how you can tell that story without yeah. getting emotional. mean, it it, Every time I say it, it's so powerful to me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love the way God speaks to us through sunsets, sunrises, just blows me away. Just right at the right moment. Oh,
2: it was spectacular. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay.
0: Marta, how about you? god has really creatively created
1: me pretty fearless um and i i'm one who will walk into a situation never thinking of it and then halfway through it i'll wake up and say oh no i am afraid um and one of those my very first trip to romania in 1997 and um i obviously there's a lot of planning that goes into a mission trip So I sit down on my plane. I fasten my seatbelt. We're getting ready to go on this great big adventure. And it dawns on me at that moment, not before, but at that moment that I'm afraid of flying. (laughs) Wow. Good (laughs) timing. And I, for the next 14 hours, I am white knuckling it to Bucharest, Romania. And I have to tell you, God used that not only to, really show me that he was in control. But over a series of a few years and many travels to, you know, Romania, to um, Colombia, Cartagena, Colombia, and Moldova, and all around the world where he was taking me to to get over that fear of flying. But it really was... Um, God, you want me to go on this mission trip? I'm going to go, and okay, if if you have provided for me to go and to see it, then you're going to get me there and you're going to get me home safely.
0: Amen. And that, I'll bet that first time you were like, "What was I thinking? <laughs> I, <totally laughs> I scared was scared to death." <laughs> well, and it just shows you. It never
1: occurred to me that I was going to have, I, I mean, I knew I'd seen my ticket. I knew I had to fly for 14 hours and it. it I don't know what I was thinking. It, it, only
2: God can do something like that. That's all yeah. I have to say. Oh, uh, I love that. Okay. I think so. he has a great sense of humor. He does. <laughs> he, does. He, does.
0: he does. He does.
2: So you say that a healthy
0: fear is the fear of the Lord. Tell mm-hmm. us a little more what that means and why we need it. Well again I'm going to go
1: back to Peter and John as our example. Um when they were standing before the Sanhedrin, I mean there could have been up to 70 men standing there saying stop talking about this Jesus. You know, they had just come out of a prison cell. They they really their leader Jesus had just left them. They they had killed him, put him on the cross, died. He rose again. You know, this was shortly after Pentecost. So this was maybe 60 days after Jesus had risen from the dead and they must have felt very lost. They must've felt very insecure, but they had, they knew what their commission would be, right? Right. What's the last thing that Jesus said, go, therefore, And to all the nations, tell you know, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. And so that's what they were trying to do. And they are arrested and they have a decision to make. Are you going to do what I have called you to do, or are you going to do what man is asking of you to do? And we have that same choice today now what god calls us to do can be very different Mm. you know he may call you to raise um, a godly young man or godly young woman who's going to grow up one day to be the president of the united states that may be your only mission in life which is hugely highly important or he may call you to write bible studies or he may call you to be a doctor i don't know what god's calling you to do but you need to do it and you need to do it as unto the Lord. And in the culture that we live in today, they want us to take God out of the voting booth. They want us to take God out of schools. They frankly want us to take God out of the church. They want us to take God out of our homes. They, you know, whatever the situation is, they're fine with it as long as we don't bring God into the situation. And we have to decide a reverence and an awe and a fear of the Lord. Are we going to obey the Lord? Are we going to follow the Lord? Are we going to follow the world? Those are our two choices. And that's it.
0: Yeah. I can get a little preachy, Athena. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Okay. So as we wrap this up, um, this is a 30-day devotional, but it's very rich and it's just not... Little fluffy, little, you know. I mean, you're really uh, giving some content that makes us think and process and really dig deep. So, what do you hope people will get out of it? And and just, what are you hoping for God to do through
2: this devotional? You want to start, Marie? First of all, our big our number one is always the hope that somebody will give their life to, to Christ because they got through this book or they read one line of the book. you know we only right. want to do it for him. He we just want to be his messengers. But every day of the 30 days there is a reflection page and room for people to answer questions and here's just one um, and it says, what is God calling? you to lay on his altar that's a pretty heavy question and i hope that people really take the time and do some deep thinking and searching and come come up with answers to the questions in the book and i i really believe it will take longer than 30 days if someone really goes through this book line by line day by day because it is very rich i agree yeah yeah
1: amen Well, I want them to one, um, Barna usually does a study on, um, biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. And the last one I read, they said that only 4% of Americans have a biblical worldview. And the church is supposed to encompass about 70% of all Americans. So that's a huge difference. So, what are we? What are we believing? What are we living out? And so, what I would love to see with Fearless and any other anything else that comes out through Martin Marie <laughs> is for number one, people to begin thinking about what is the biblical worldview and why is it important. And two, from reading this, I want them to want more of God. Mm
2: -hmm. I want them
1: to think this was so great. This, this has helped me think daily of turning my focus to God instead of worldly things that they want to go deeper into the word of God. And obviously I have three other great Bible studies that they can dig in deeper (laughs) into God's word. And, um, that's what I hope that people take away.
0: Amen, amen. So, if we have some listeners today who want to find you on social media, connect with you online, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, we both have our Facebook pages: Marta Greenman and Marine Maldonado.
1: Maldonado, I can't say. It. And then uh, we have the Words of Grace and Truth page, okay. which is the ministry page. Um, Instagram is Words of Grace and Truth. I just started a TikTok page, but I don't even think I did my first post yet, um, which is Marta Greenman. And and do you have a website? Yes. W-O-G-T dot O-R-G. Words of Grace, Grace Truth.
0: W-O-G-T dot O-R-G. All right. Perfect. Well, we'll put, we'll list that all in the show notes and- Thank you both for spending some time with me today. This was so encouraging and such a needed, I mean, it's just so needed right now in our world. We really need to walk out what you are um, encouraging us to dig deep on in your book. So thank you both so much and just God bless your ministry.
2: Thank you, Athena. And God bless yours as well. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.